A reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 16 to 21. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, who draws out chariot and horse, army and battalion, they will lay there together, never again to rise. They will be extinguished snuffed out like a wick. Don't remember the prior things. Don't ponder ancient history. Look, I am doing a new thing. Now it sprouts up. Don't you perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The beasts of the field, the jackals and ostriches will honor me. Because I have put water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen ones, this people whom I formed for myself, who will proclaim my praise. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Look, I am doing a new thing. Now it sprouts up. Don't you recognize it? This is the common English translation. The John Cowden translation says, shiny. This is our go-to scripture when we want to talk about something that's new. We actually really like new and shiny things. I once took a philosophy class in college where we spent three weeks talking about the value of new. And to illustrate the point, I mean, there's the obvious, it's not worn down with time. But one of the ways that Dr. Aizawa went with that was to say, when someone remakes a song, we automatically ding it for being a remake. Now, there are some good remakes. That's not to say that just because it's not new, it's not good. But we actually assign value to something that is new and not just because it's unused at that point. In fact, we have unused that we say for other things. New has value. So we go to the scripture whenever we want to break ground on a new building or dedicate a new building or launch a new service or a new effort or generally make any kind of new beginning. So for example, if you look on either side as you were entering or exiting, you would see new stage. And if we wanted to have a some kind of a dedication ceremony for the stage, we'd probably include the scripture. Now, if we were having a ceremony specifically for this stage, in addition to the new scripture, we would put on a coat of many colors. Because on Friday and Saturday, we're going to be performing Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoats. And we want you to come. That is a shameless plug that the music director can slip into the sermon. (laughs) 
Friday night at 8, Saturday at 2 and 7. It's going to be spectacular, and I do hope to see you here. Now, in addition to celebrating the new things, sometimes this scripture can be used to bash the old things. Because it says, don't remember the prior things. I generally think it's a bad idea for, you, for us to use scripture to bash anything or anybody. But I think it's especially poor choice here because that's not what the scripture is saying at all. I mean, those are the words, sure. But if God really wanted us not to remember, God would not have said, don't remember. And I can illustrate this with a story from Youth Music Mission uh, 13 years ago. It was before I was at this church, so don't worry, none of your children were involved. We were in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina at a country inn and suites. What? That's right, usually it's Hampton these days. Country Inn and Suites. I check into my room with my uh, chaperone roommate. I walk to the other side of the room because what's the first thing you do when you check into a room after you pull the cover off the bed because it's gross? You go to the window and you open the window to see what your view looks like. I did that. And there in the apartment complex next door on the other side of a privacy fence if you're standing on ground level but not from the third floor of the hotel, was a man sunbathing naked as the day he was born. <laughs> Fortunately for us, he was face down. And I had a moment, <clears throat> I had a moment where I thought, what do I do? Because I really want to make sure that the kids don't see this. And let me tell you what I didn't do. Call all of them and say, whatever you do, don't look out the window. You're laughing because you know that's what they would have done. What does he not want us to see out the window? Oh! And then there would have been an education and I would have had to write notes to parents. No, if you don't want someone to remember, you don't say, don't remember. We're supposed to remember. In fact, the two verses prior to that, verses 16 and 17, actually recount the exodus from Egypt, we're supposed to remember. And the reason we're supposed to remember is because this juxtaposition of the old with the new locates the new thing in the greater context of a loving God who loves God's people, who has provided for them us in the past and will continue to provide for them us now and in the future. And so, what about verse 18? I mean, Isaiah could have just written the remembrance and then moved on, but that's not what happened. Verse 18 is there that says, don't remember the previous thing, and I was wondering why that might be. It's because, I think, the Bible is written for all of us, and sometimes we need to hear different things. Like, each of us needs to hear something different out of the Bible. Here's what I mean by that. In Genesis, we hear about the Sabbath rest. And we've actually heard sermons within just the last couple of months about the importance of that rest, that recharge, the importance of saying no so that we can say yes, the importance of creating space. 
but also in the very same Bible, not in the same book, in the very same Bible, though, we get the Great Commission. Go out, do, make disciples, do the thing. What are you sitting here for? Go, go. Well, those things don't work together at all. You've got one that's telling you to sit on your hunches and take a, take a breather for a minute, and you've got another one that says to go out. And the reason that we hear both of those things is because sometimes we need to hear one and sometimes we need to, the other, need to hear the other. Are you someone who has rested quite enough, thank you very much? Then you need to get yourself in gear and you need to do something. On the other hand, are you someone who is so busy doing even very worthy God's work that you don't have time to die? Which is what we sang that Sunday. Well, if you're that person, then you need, to, you need to sit a spell. You need to cool your jets. You need to chill out. And so verse 18 isn't some kind of an instruction for us to forget all of the things. We don't need to forget the past. Because the truth is that our history makes us who we are. We are the sum of our stories. But what it is, it's an instruction not to be controlled by our past, not to be controlled by prior things. Because history does tell us who we are, but thank the Lord, history does not tell us who we will be. Every day we have a choice to be something different than we have been, to become, to improve. But the familiar does sing a siren song, doesn't it? I asked us to sing hymns that we knew this morning in part because I thought it would be fun for Music Sunday and in part because what I thought would happen is exactly what happened. The hymns that you called out are familiar. They're songs that you know. Now, I do want to qualify that and say that to every person in this room, every hymn may not have been familiar if you aren't raised in this tradition. But by and large, the hymns that people love are the hymns they know the best. And we sang them out. And there's not a thing in the world wrong with that. Nothing at all. God wants us to remember. It's just that God doesn't want us to get stuck. Not just singing the songs we all know and love but to sing new songs. Because friends, it's time to remember, but it's also time to move on. After all, in the very first hymnal, the Psalms, how many times are we instructed to sing a new song? Not in spite of the past, not because the past is broken, but because of the past and God's relationship with us. So in this passage this morning, Isaiah is writing about our past and our present and our future. God loves us. God has always loved us. God will always love us. And from the beginning, God has been continually calling us to something new and bold and almighty. Corporately. 
as a community, as the people called Methodists here on this corner, we are called to do something new, bold, and almighty. But not just corporately. Because it's like picking up the paper. If it's everybody's job, it's nobody's job. And so not just as the body, but also as individuals, we are called to something new and bold and almighty. And so remembering that God loves you, remembering that God brought you out of Egypt, remembering that God came in Jesus to show you what it looks like to love your neighbor, really love your neighbor, and remembering that God wants you to celebrate your past but not get stuck in it or bogged down by it. I wonder, what new thing are you going to do? What new song are you going to sing? And how long are you going to wait before you start singing it? Amen.